0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sales Masters Podcast. This is going to be the hub for any professional out there who's looking to get to that next level within their business. Not only are they going to be dropping tips, but bringing in the absolute titans of industry. Big names out there, like the people, like David Meltzer, leaders of their industry. We're going to share with you exactly how they got there, the problems they faced, how they overcome it, so you can use them within your business. We're going to be dropping weekly gems that you can go off to help you get up to that next level. And we look forward to having you here on the journey. Welcome, guys, to another episode of the Sales Masters Podcast. And today, you can see we are joined by The one and only, the incredible Tim Story. Thanks for joining us today, Tim. What a introduction. It wasn't even that long.
1: Well. Sometimes people go on and on and on, and you you
0: just said wonderful and incredible. That was enough. I'll take that. When you look at you and your bio, I mean, we'll come on to the fact I saw saw you recently in London, but when you talk and you talk so effortlessly and you're... Friends with Oprah, you've had Robert Downey Jr. live with you. Kanye West is one of your friends. You inspire the world. you're in is it fourteen thousand hotel rooms or something like that? You're in airports all across the world. It's, it's a lot of hotel rooms yeah, yes, yeah. and it was wild. The other day, I was in Santa Monica at
1: an amazing hotel, right across from the ocean, and I was flipping to the t v and I saw myself. In one of those hotel rooms. So, yeah. So, I'm in many, many thousands of hotel rooms. And I'm also, as you know, because I said it, let's see how many airports. I'm in 90 airports around the world. So, I'm in, on those big TVs doing these three-minute educational, inspirational talks. Because, David, I'm not just an inspirational speaker.
0: I'm an educator. Yes, which makes a big difference, and we'll touch on that throughout this interview. So, first and foremost, one, you've been on the radar of mine like for millions of people worldwide for years. And when I heard through Clubhouse you're going to be coming to London, I got the chance to come and sit front row center at a live event. And there was only 120 people there, um, yeah. which I think had such an impact to the night. Because it must be great being on stage with big audiences. But being in an audience, when it's a small audience, you feel like you're really being let in behind the curtain with someone. You feel, I felt like I was sat in your front room. Just yeah, chatting that was to. cool.
1: I felt like like MTV used to do this thing called Unplugged. Mm. They would have like Bono and it would just be like, you know, they're singing Unplugged, just like Bono. And then they would have like Sting just with his guitar they had Prince just with his guitar. So that was like a Tim Story unplugged. Only 120 people. I loved it. I really loved that night. It was cool.
0: And a lot of emotions were crammed into that. So anyone who, who's watching this, listening in, who doesn't know what happened. So on Clubhouse, which is a social media, dropping um, audio only app, they have a fantastic net community on there. One of the most engaged in Europe. They've done an event. You've spoke there quite a bit anyway you offered very generously to come out and speak at this event. And it basically was like, let's have a, an event at a really cool art gallery. Tim's story's suddenly going to be, be headlining. And everyone clambered to get themselves these tickets to come through. I mean, what's the biggest you spoke to? Is it 80 plus thousand? Yeah, good,
1: good, gone. 85,000 at one yeah. time. But I, but I speak a lot to like 30,000 at a time.
0: But you're on to the Today Show the other day. Is it the Today Show in America? Yeah, today's show.
1: Then I was also just on Good Morning America. That's like over 5 million people. Yeah.
0: So to go from that, to have that big impact, to have that awareness, to have this legacy behind you, which is still being built to this day, and then to sit in that front row, to sit in the center, to be able to hear the impact. The emotions were high for people in there that night. It was amazing to see. And I always talk, when we talk about impact, and when we talk about motivation, some people always seem to think, Oh, I don't need motivation. And other people are always wanting to feel more. We can always squeeze that diamond a little bit tighter. And I I was saying to you just before, you are someone for me, but it's just effortless. The way you you almost glide when you walk, which I don't have said that to you. It's just you you almost float in and it's just a real rhythm And I'm fascinated with the way you present when you talk, when you communicate and you really deliver and you talk to every single person. This is why I wanted you to, I'm so delighted to be here today, because at anyone's level now, it doesn't matter what they're achieving. There's always the next level of that presenting. Yes. And for you now, is there a certain path you take to get to a new level or are you just so unconsciously competent now, but it is just like having people in your front room talking to you. So number one, you gave me a lot
1: of compliments in there, David. So thank you. I feel that number one, I care about people deeply. So whether somebody is a housewife, to me, that's like a a big deal. That's like a calling. If you work at a, at a store selling goods, that's great too. If you're Gary Vee, that's great, too. So I don't see anybody as up or down. I see as as a collective of human beings who some answer the call and some do not. So whether they've answered their call to live a, what I call a utmost calling life or they haven't, I treat them all the same because they're God's creation. So that's that's how I look at life. And then the other thing is, David, is that when you meet somebody you never know what it took them to get to that moment. Yeah. So to the 120 people that were there that night, if we followed them home with a camera, with a video, and followed them for two days after the event, you'd have 120 different stories. Mm. Maybe somebody just got through COVID. Maybe somebody just went through a breakup. Maybe somebody just lost their job. Maybe somebody just got a new job. So there's 120 different stories. So that's how I see people. You never know what it took for them to get to that moment that I got to meet them.
0: Yeah. I think we live in an age now where people are used to seeing the highlight reel, right? With Instagram, watching the show trailer of what gets uploaded onto social media. So when you're coming in now and you're talking to these big names when their impact is so big, Is there ever a line where you've you've ever got sort of starstruck on who you're talking to and helping? Yes, yes. How do you handle that?
1: And I think you should be, because I think, like, I hear people say, oh, when I meet a celebrity, I don't treat them any different. They're just people. I don't look at it that way. I see Steven Spielberg as somebody that's a master. You know, Malcolm Gladwell talks about, it takes like ten thousand hours to become a master at something. So, to be honest with you, I honor people, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give Spielberg a little more honor mm. because the fact that he took the time to become a master. But the, I'm gonna also give a lot of honor to somebody who's a mechanic that my car was in trouble, and and that guy is a master to wh- where we all want to find that mechanic. So, wh- where anybody has ever taken. The time to become skilled, I'm still going to applaud you. Yeah, so there has been times I get starstruck because I get to meet so many amazing people. But, you know, there's sometimes it's people that you meet that you just never thought you were going to meet. Like, I remember the first time I met Arnold Schwarzenegger, which was like 20 years ago. It was wild. It was Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, I go way back to when he did Pumping Iron, the movie. And so, yeah, there's different celebrities that it's kind of a wow factor. Julia Roberts,
0: you know, et cetera. Mm. So when we go back, we zoom zoom back to the early years, because you grew up in Compton, didn't you? Yes. So
1: it's cool that Will Smith did a movie that you guys all need to watch called King Richard about Serena and Venus Williams' father. Because the tennis players, Serena... And Venus Williams are from Compton. So is a guy named Dr. Dre, who's a music <laughs> guy. Kendrick Lamar, Tim Story, we're all from Compton. Yeah. So I was born there.
0: Mm. So when you're growing up, you're coming up, you're coming up from Compton, renowned to to have its issues with there, to now being at the epicenter of the big celebrity A-list life, if you will. Right. In that early stage, was there a certain part of it you really had to dig deep for? You know, everyone talks about hustling having to push a little bit harder, try a little bit more, handling a lot of rejection. Or was it quite an effortless walk for you? I imagine there must have been some struggles for you. For you.
1: No, the, the struggle knocked on the door more often than most people's lives. So the struggle was knocking on our door a lot. But to me, I didn't feel like I had to grit through the struggle or grind. I decided to use wisdom to get me out of the struggle. Mm. Like Jay-Z talks about hustling through the struggle and even at one time selling drugs to get through the struggle. For me, I'd seen older people struggle because I'm the youngest of five children and so I kind of like garnered their wisdom, gained from their wisdom and decided to like be a wise person and kind of flow so even though i could hold my own physically if i needed to and i was a very good athlete my thing is i'm going to be wiser than the next guy Mm. that's that's kind of my strength to be honest with
0: you when we look at now i mean we're everyone comes for a journey no one is at best stage they are now born that way but how different because i remember when we listened to you talk before you were reading some great books when you were younger you were You were well-read from a young age. Do you think that had a big impact on the trajectory of your life because you were taking in all of that information from some great books? Or do you think it was just destiny, whatever way it was going to be, but you already had a lot of that amazing cycle um, already inside you?
1: No, the destiny, in my opinion, was I had a calling, and that calling was that... I would be Tim's story and I would influence a lot of people, but we learn three primary ways, education, conversation, and observation. Mm. So the educational element has transformed my life. That's why I continue to educate myself no less than 20 hours a week. It's a lot. That's almost like being a, a full-time student. Yeah. So I've already educated myself two hours this morning, and it's only 9.18 in the morning. Mm. So I've studied for two hours today. It's only 9.18 in the morning where I live in LA, and I've been at the gym. So I am constantly educating myself on anything from crypto, Bitcoin, NFTs, who is Tom Bilyeu, really? Who is Jesse Itzler, really? reading books on the mentality, watching TED Talks, who is David Bowie. I mean, I'm studying everything. I love to study. So that's why I think I never see myself as a motivational speaker. Mm. I am an educator. When, when you walk away from one of my meetings, you feel like you've been educated, not just inspired.
0: I, said to you, I think I said to you um, at the time, I always find that I'm a very pumped up person. I've got a good outlook. We've all come over our hurdles and I have a lot of gratitude for everything I've got. But I came out of that event as if someone had got those big white hot coals and heated them to the max and then put them, <laughs> right, and put them into the soul. And you fuel on that for days and weeks after. But with your life now, you're not necessarily a motivational speaker. You're a speaker, but, mo- but people get motivated by hearing. But what motivates you outside of you or your own life? Is there people that you lean on? Is there? Yes. It, can you talk to us about that? Because I think for some people, people get to a level, don't they? And then they seem to taper off as if it's completed, which I just don't get that feeling with you.
1: Yeah, because I stay I stay always in school. I'm in school at all times. Like I'm I'm the guy that if I don't know something, I will ask. Mm like, I'm not a heavy drinker. I never drank alcohol until I was 36, but that was just by choice. But once in a while, I like to have a glass of wine at dinner. And I learned a lot by being around, like, older, powerful guys in Beverly Hills. I mean, like, icons. So many times they would order the wine, so I didn't know much about wine. So I secretly study, like, books on wine because mm. I want to I know. But I don't tell these guys this but I secretly study or let's say if I'm going to a part of Spain and then people will start telling me, Oh, I was just in this part of Spain. That's part of Spain. So I would go back to my hotel room and I'd start studying all the parts of Spain they were talking about. So yeah, I'm freakish when it comes to education. <laughs> and, and, and I tell you, David, this way of thinking has put me in places that are like crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it makes a huge, with a lot of people who are listening to the Sales Masters podcast, it's business owners, entrepreneurs, some people are uh, just standing up, they're in sales, got a role. And we talk to everyone about how the repetition and the continual learning keeps the cogs turning, right? It keeps it going. It keeps us engaged. It keeps us interested with that. Now, how do you find this, especially, I don't know, it must have been an effect for you over the, the whole COVID change of things you must have had some struggles and things that have gone you've had to overcome now do you typically rely when a problem comes in now are you a reactor to that are you someone who's quite meditative where you'll go off and process before you react to problems how does that work how do you deal with your problems
1: okay so before i answer that good question i'm going to say to you look how laid back i am you saw me in person i was the same way on stage i could be electric come off stage. And I'm like talking to you like this, like we've known each other forever. But at the same time, my today is packed with a plus stuff. Mm. It's from working with a company. that's like crazy powerful, like life coaching this company, right. To working with other people that are doing ridiculous things. So to me, I'm not coming in with some kind of raw, raw power or I didn't have to put myself up or I didn't scream to the universe. I'm on my grind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just preparing the way I prepare. Right. And doing it the way I do it, David. And that's what's working. So to answer your question in my little way, I want to just say to, to those that are in sales To me, everything is not just a technique and a formula. It's a matter of knowing your truth. It's a matter about knowing your style. It's a matter of mindset, watch, and motives. Like if you're selling to somebody, what is your motive? Why do you want to sell? Is it just so you get more money and they get something? No, if your motives are correct, watch your sales go up. Mm. If your mindset is correct, Watch your sales go up. So, I'm really into mindset and motives of why is somebody approaching me? Why do they want to get to know Tim's story? And so, in sales, I think mindset and motive is so, so, so
0: important. In life in general, is there a particular reason why, in my experience, a lot of people go into sales because they know they can get good commissions? And I think we live in a world now where we've got the options to be able to. If you want to sell stuff for commissions, that there's opportunities in any industry to sell yeah. anything that's out there. So there's no real reason. If anyone's watching this now and you're selling a product, you hate, just get a new job change because there's no reason for that. We don't live in a little hick town with a hundred people and you can't move from it. We've got the internet, but yeah, when you look at people now, and you, you see people, what do you think holds people back from taking these steps as the life coach you see deal with people that are, at the highest of their level, they've had a setback maybe, you're helping them get back to where they are. But people that are out there now in their job, and they've been doing it for five years, and they hate it, they want more. How do you help that person realize that it's possible? Is there a set thing that you would talk to people about? Can you shine a bit of a light on that? Yeah, so again,
1: let's go back to sales, and then I'll tell you steps. Yeah, definitely. So with sales, if you're selling vacuum cleaners I want you to know a lot about that vacuum cleaner. And I want you to think that that person that you're knocking on the door really needs that vacuum cleaner. Like I need you to be really convinced that they need that vacuum cleaner, okay? And I think that when you are, it naturally comes out of you, whether you talk real fast or whether you talk real slow. And even if you look to the left and look to the right, I think you're going you're gonna to sell based on your truth, your honesty, and not just technique. Do I think technique is important? Yes. But I think truth and honesty is even stronger. Now, so let's get to this idea of how do we become better. So you heard me tell the story when I was in London that Walt Disney walked into an amusement park and he said, I'm going to build my own someday, but mine's going to be different, better, and more magical. Wow. He builds Disneyland, Anaheim, California, some 20 years later, and it comes out in 1955. And it was different, better, more magical than the one that he saw. So I think that everybody watching right now, you should think 2022, 2023, 2024, 2025, my life's going to be different, better, more magical. Okay? Good. So now we come to that conclusion. Now, how are we going to get there? Education, conversation, observation are going to help.
0: Mm. And I think a lot of people just go day to day, don't they? And I think one of the big things I took from from that event was having that time where you're sat in a room with like-minded people, where people very much, you're going there open-minded to the idea of change, the idea of something new. Do you find that you get some people that even if they're getting to hear you all the time, that they have you ever had the I listened to you for five years and finally it makes sense? Or do you find people seem to get it pretty quick?
1: No. So one of my friends who's quite famous said to me, Tim, when you walk into a room of 10 people, just know this is what usually happens. This is just this is brilliant. He said six of the people are probably going to like you, okay? Three of the people are going to resist you, and they don't even know why. So that makes nine. The other person is just kind of on the fence, and that's a fact. So if Tony Robbins was at that group of 120, based on the fact that he is the biggest in our field mm. and makes the most money out of all of us, I guarantee you, even though he's Tony Robbins, someone would say he was rude when he walked in. Yes. Or I couldn't believe he only went so long. I thought he was going to go longer. Why did he bring up his program? Tony Robbins live. Why did he try to sell that? Listen, it's just the way it is. So when I walk into a room, I know majority are probably going to like me. A minority are going to resist me. And at least one is going to be in the middle. Am I trying to win over all 10? Absolutely not. No, then I would be exhausted and I would be, that would be like a persuasive speech the rest of my life.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I, and I think there's a limit, right? Instead of trying to impact everyone, impact more people. And if you're going to, I was reading, um, I was listening to an interview the other day and a guy was saying on there, if you want to go and impact 10,000 people in an amazing way, like really impact them, you've also got to expect that 500 people are going to have a negative abuse in a massive way in exactly the same process. And you've got One, to be 100%. 100% and, and I don't exhaust myself in that
1: manner. But what I'm trying to do is I will educate somebody, whether they realize I educated them that night, a week later, or seven years later. So I have people that run into me in Beverly Hills and they'll say like, Tim, you know, I used to come to your meetings and I used to just come because my girlfriend made me like, yes, famous people. And they'll say, it wasn't until years later that I really needed what you said, like how to turn your setbacks into comebacks. Don't sit, don't settle, don't cement yourself. So I think that the beauty of doing what I do, if I'm constantly educating and not just trying to inspire, then maybe they need it that night. Maybe they need it next week. Mm. But maybe they won't need it for years. But I am educating you.
0: Yeah, I, I think my big takeaway when you came to, to London, when we were talking, there's so many parts of it that really took it. But I think when, when we were working out the difference between your one walking, running, and soaring. And yes. I think a lot of the time, we have this image for where we are now. Like Life's great. have got our right, podcast, got a good team, a business good. Get to see my kids all the time. Like it's just if I look at my life, but then when we look at it and we go, okay, well, where am I on that scale? Yeah, right? am I? Because so- you've got to be pretty darn confident on your life and what you've achieved to start telling everyone that you're soaring, right? Yeah, we all want to yes. be a bit humble and talk a bit. less. Can you give us a breakdown while we've got time a bit more about this? So, if anyone who hasn't heard you talk about this before might might take a little bit of that insight as well.
1: Yeah, so it's 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 real practical in that. A lot of people, they want to, they want to soar. So let, let's talk about the Beatles for a second. So there's a new documentary on Disney plus about the Beatles that is so good. And you guys got to watch it. But anyway, if you look at the Beatles, every one of them that played an instrument, they had to sit in that instrument and learn it. So let's take McCartney. He, he had to sit and learn the guitar sit and played the piano. People don't realize how good he played the piano. You have to sit and then you stand. So you sit in what you learned, you stand in what you learned, and then you walk out the principle. So McCartney on the, on the piano and the, and the guitar and the, vocally, he didn't go from sitting to soaring. He went from sitting to standing, to walking it out, walking it out every day practicing piano, guitar. Wow, I'm I'm walking. Now I'm running. Look at me. I'm running. Running is passion. Most people never even get to the run stage. Very few that I know get to the soar stage. Mm. S-O-A-R, like an eagle. Just because you're cute doesn't mean you're soaring. (laughs) For real. Just because you have swag or look, or a body, I'm talking to men as well, doesn't mean you're soaring. You may be sitting, but your Instagram or Facebook looks like you're soaring, but you're really sitting. Mm. You got to sit, you got to stand, you got to walk, you got to run, you got to soar. So in some areas, I'm soaring. In Bitcoin and in crypto, I'm walking. But come to me in five years, I'll be soaring in those Mm -hmm. levels. Because I'm learning
0: every day. Yeah. And it, again, it goes back to that learning stage. And if anyone's watching this now, and uh, I talk to a lot, of, a lot of sales managers or owners of companies that have got a sales team of say three, five, 10, 20 people. And I would say to them exactly the same thing. If you've got a team of 10 people. Yes. In that team, you're going to maybe have one person that could be potentially soaring, right? Different Yes. Analogy, but, but the majority of that team are walking most you might have a few that are running but a lot of people have never really took the time to work out yes where are those people and how do I help or how do I inspire them how do I motivate how do I educate them to get to that next level Yes. and I think a lot of people just have never even worked out I think people just know the struggle they've come from and they took a breath that okay I now earn 200,000 a year Yes. Life's good. We've got the holidays. Now I stop trying because I stopped struggling. And do you yes. find when you deal with people, when you talk to people, that most people are just trying to come out of struggle rather than to soar?
1: You hit it perfectly. So there's two, there's two worlds I teach on, recovery and discovery. Recovery is me recovering from my past and my present. So let's say, like, you got a divorce or your mother died. Or you struggle with dyslexia. So you're dealing with your past, your present pain. And if you're not careful, you'll get so caught up in the recovery zone, you'll miss the discovery zone. Mm. This is brilliant, man. This is, this is like, if there was a Tim Story top three hits, this is one of them. <laughs> like I was just listening to a Kanye West song this morning called 24. Those lyrics come from Tim Story. He sat there as I taught you got to get left before you get right. So it's beautiful to see that a lot of my speeches are in movies. They're in rap songs. They're in country, Western songs. They're in commercials. People take my lyrics word for word and turn them into commercials. <laughs> so this is interesting. So recovery discovery is like a Tim story hit. And some of you, you've stayed so long in the recovery zone. You're missing your discovery zone. Yes. Yes. So there's a discovery zone today. There's beauty today. Whether the weather is cold, whether the weather is hot, there is discovery in this thing called
0: today. Do you think that it's the fear of loss that a lot of people have? The, this is where I came from. It was horrific. I'm now at the stage that life's going well. I don't want to gamble. They see it as a gambling this to get to this. Yeah. Do you think that's a part of it? Or do you think it's just people have just gone, oh, I'm just tired. I don't know, no, I think that's push.
1: part of it. And that's why I want to take, teach them how to sit and learn, stand in what you learn, walk in what you learn, run in what you've learned, and then you soar. I'm not trying to get you to soar right mm-hmm. now. I want you to sit. It's powerful stuff. If I took any one of your listeners for 30 days, I'd change their life. And I don't I, doubt I, it. I, do no, do it? it's a, It's a fact. Mm. even the most hardened ones like they'll give me people will give me their kids and they're like no one can get to this little idiot he <laughs> just sits in his room and smokes weed all day like how old is he 16 i go give me his cell phone number just for fun and i want to try to see what i could do day 18 man i got that kid crying and changing i'm not even joking i'll push
0: your buttons I'm fascinated with this stuff because I find it, and I 100% believe you because you are the incredible Tim Story. No, but I do.
1: No, but I do this a lot of this stuff. I'll do for free. Mm. Like, give me the, give me this knucklehead, and then now some of these kids have become like grown men, or at least little men, and they're some of those loyal kids that I know. So all over, all over the world, kids call me Uncle Tim, and part of it is because I
0: saved them from being knuckleheads. Oh, yeah. A lot of them even come to Hollywood, and I get them jobs and everything. And I find it amazing you say it, because here's the big thing, for anyone who's sat here watching this, listening back on this, and I value everyone who tunes in. If you're sat there now thinking, oh, they're a knucklehead, and his this, and his that, and it's all the other stuff, a lot of adults are still living like 16-year-old knuckleheads. Yeah. They've just got the masquerade but they've got the five series BMW and they've got the two houses, but actually you're still a knucklehead, right? We still need to start educating. We still need to come through that recovery. We still need to start discovering that new zone. So if someone's sat there right now and they're like, hang on, this guy's making a lot of sense. And if you're not go to the doctors, get your brain checked. But if someone's sat there now and they're going, okay, I need to take a step today what's the step which you would take for these? What would you suggest to people?
1: You have to wake up. So you have to wake up and become conscious. If you look up, wake up or to become awake in the dictionary to be conscious, I'm awake. And then secondly, you got to take inventory of your life. Like how's my mindset? How's my body? How's my spirit? Mm. How's my job? How's my finances? How's my family? How's my social life? Good stuff, right? So Wake up, take inventory, and then you need to partner with the right people. So I think the biggest problem that a lot of people have, they need to rearrange their partners.
0: Mm. Who
1: is on their inner circle? I'm very careful who's on my inner circle. My inner circle is filled with winners. My inner circle looks like the 1992 dream team of basketball (laughs) when they had Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, and Magic Johnson, that's my, line line up, full that's my inner circle. That's my inner circle.
0: <laughs> when we've got people now, and I think you're completely right. We were saying, you were saying at that about event about who, who do you have in your green room? And there's levels to this, right? And everyone seems to just have open up. Where I used to grow up, everyone on our road, it was just like, everyone's left their front doors open. And people just yeah. walk into people's houses. Yeah, I never could get my head around it. Like I get it, it's community, but I'm like, oh, I don't want everyone in my house. But like, likelihood that your your road has got everyone who's a good neighbour just to and people would sometimes walk into my mum's house and she'd be like, oh god, I can't believe she's here, and I'm like, why let everyone in? Yeah, I okay, I agree. So like many times on
1: even Clubhouse, people will say. You know, thank you for your time. And then there's other people that just do not value that certain people that are that are doing well in their whatever they do, whether they cook or clean or whether they are a, you know a great business mind. There's some people that don't really even give a rip. They don't they don't appreciate that that woman or man came in the clubhouse. They're not getting paid for it, right? Yeah. So for me, I don't drop in just to try to add value to everybody Mm -hmm. i promise you because there are some people that just don't get it and they don't appreciate it and if you keep showing me you don't appreciate it you think i'm going to keep cooking for you get out i'm not going to keep cooking for you go down the street and let them cook for you because i'm not going to keep cooking so i know some men like that their wives are working really hard, but yet they come home and they cook. And the guy just is like watching sports and eating real fast and then gives him the plate. That woman's not going to keep cooking at the same <laughs> level if you don't appreciate it. I put a bit of rat
0: poison in it for you <laughs>
1: instead. So just know, I know what's up. Like, even up to that 120, I, I won't cook for that same 120 the same way. You say, what do you mean, Tim Story? This, people are listening that we in that group. It's all right. I will not cook for the same 120 the exact same way. Yeah, yeah. Because some really appreciated it, some semi-appreciated, and some did not appreciate it. Now, the ones that did not, I'm not going to push you aside, but I'm going to just say, huh,
0: mm. they didn't really
1: like my cooking that much last time. But because I'm a good man, I'm still going to be nice to them. But that doesn't mean they're going to get in my green room. Yeah.
0: Something to think about. And also, when we're going through this and we're talking about levels of exposure, as your life evolves, you end up with a new green room, right? You end up with a new level. And then you've yeah. got to make that conscious decision. Well, actually, am I taking everyone from this green room, level five green room, up to that next level?
1: All right. So, so my, fun green, fun. my green room is not just Oprah Winfrey. Mm. My green room is a guy I went to school with since we were eight years of age. So, so in my green room, you might see Steve Harvey, Oprah Winfrey, and Don. It's like, what's Don doing there? He's my buddy since we were eight.
0: <laughs> mm. I
1: love it. Don, Don gets the same food. Don gets the same experience.
0: Why? He's loyal. That's his currency, loyalty. Thank you very much. And that's what we need. Tim, thank you so much for today. Anyone who who wants to come and find you, Tim, how do people find you? Tell us about your book. People should go off and buy this. It is, I've got it up here on the shelf. Um, Hey, look at that. Yeah, of course we've got it. So
1: so here's the book so you don't have to strain your arm.
0: What's the cover say? The Miracle Mentality. And I tell you, that's a good photo as well, Tim, isn't it? Thank you. <laughs> French photographer, this lady,
1: she took all day. She was, she's like late 70s, which is still young. But man, she was amazing. And then she says, that's it. That's it. <laughs> We've got it. It was it. I love it. It's Late into the day, she got it. The miracle mentality. Just go to TimStory.com. Then if you want to coach with me, it's all there. How to find out how to coach? With me and my team, nowadays, I need a team. Mm. I have a team of a lot of coaches that I certified. So you coach with the team, and then four times a year, you meet with me and a collective, and the price is very
0: low on purpose. Mm. So TimStory.com, somewhere he'll put it in the chat or something. We will. We'll put it all on here and um, for anyone watching that in kind the of video will be up on the screen now we're also going to put the links in and when this shares out anyone who's watching this on YouTube or social media check the links around Tim thank you so much for today I genuinely appreciate it um, and I can't wait for our paths to cross again in, in the future thank you what a privilege you did a great job thank you buddy uh, you guys and ladies have been watching the Sales Masters podcast thanks for tuning in for another episode like share and all that subscribing stuff um, and we'll see you on the next episode thanks very much Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in today. I'm so glad you've popped by. If you've liked this, give it a share, subscribe, even give us a rate and review. Share it out to someone who knows, and I look forward to seeing you on the next edition.